back to the Atari podcast. You see official Atari games podcast. Uh, this is Jason here, uh, producer, and I am joined this week by David Page of the VCS team. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? How are you doing this morning? Oh, my God. Morning is true. It is 5.30 a.m. Eastern time. Normally, I'm going to bed around this time. Yeah. What, what am I doing? What am I doing? I, I don't know. I Yeah, this is uh, this is a weird time. It's a little tough. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, this is we got to do what we got to do. There are various reasons yeah. why I'm recording at this ungodly hour. There's also a few reasons why this is not live. Um, unfortunately, thanks to, uh, some Ethan Stearns is not here because he is actually still on vacation and I don't want to bother him and ask how to actually push this thing to YouTube live. So I won't. <laughs> and it's five 30 in the morning. I'm on a tight timeline, oddly enough at this hour. So we are going to just get this one in the can as well as spoiler alert. Next episode is also going to be put in the can, um, because we're going to be talking about days of doom. So this, and it'll be dropping while I am at GDC. I mean, uh, Gamescom. Jesus. Yeah. I keep saying that, and I don't know why. I don't know why I keep wanting to say GDZ. I guess the fact that I'm going to Gamescom seems a bit odd because I've never done it before. So, Oh, exciting. That's yeah, it's cool. Well, look, I like to start with a warm-up question. I like to make it unrelated to games, but in this case, okay. I got you, uh, and I actually don't have any other question that's not. And this is the first thing that came to mind, and I would love to pick your brain on this. You are a you are an Atari fan. Yes. Seems like goes back. Yeah. Um, so that was you're old. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so if I so this is what I want to know. Yeah. Because I've I've been working on the recharge games. That was like the first big push back into premium for Atari. Mm-hmm. And I would this is a reflection more so on uh our work. Okay. So I want to know from you what yeah. are your top three recharged games? That's the word oh, push. Top three. Okay. Uh well right away. I I'm I'm in love with uh, Gravatar Recharge. That's uh, that's uh, that is a great. Uh, I, I hated the original Gravatar, so when, <laughs> when first, you know it because the arcade, it was such a hard game. I hated it so much at the time that I never played the 2600 version because it was like, why would I want to put myself through that? So when and and Gravatar Recharge was the first one that I. Uh, got part of doing testing for the VCS. That was like the first game that I got exposed as a tester. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to play this. And I was playing it and it was hard at first, but once I got it, it's my favorite. Uh, So that's number one. Um, You know, it's not out yet, but I've started testing it and quantum is, is, is right. I have to be honest. It's right up there. And I don't know. I don't know if it's two or three, but it's right up there. Uh, but you know what? Since it didn't release, let me let me not count that. Um, uh, boy, Yars, yeah, Yars recharged. Uh, that is that's my number two, uh, which is surprising. I'm such a Yars revenge uh, nut that I'm surprised it's not number one. But that's how much I I really loved what you guys did with uh, Gravatar. And then number three. Yikes! That's a tough one. Um, there's mm. so many good uh, ones. What do I what do I go to often? Um, you know, I, recently I have been really loving Breakout Recharged. It's wow, okay. simple, it's fun. Um, it that's that's this is a tough one, but I think I'll just I'll give I'll give the OG title uh, uh, the the nod for being in the top three. Good old Breakout, uh, and there's some I just I just enjoy. It's relaxing. I really like playing it, and uh, but you know, quantum- I would I would never consider breakout relaxing just because of how we made that incredibly difficult. I'm like, this is a comic. This is almost a comically difficult uh, brick breaker game at times. Like the fact that we have bricks that shoot you is one of the most ridiculous yes. things we could oh, possibly yeah. done. But you know, yeah, it yeah. makes it different. Oh, yeah. It makes it different. Yeah. It does make it different. It's cool. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for that. I will say, I you know. Number one, I share number one. You know, it's I, I can look at all the games and take the easy answer and be like, oh, they're all my children. I can't pick and choose favorites. Sure. But you know what? In this case, yeah. I will. <laughs> Gravatar, I think it goes. Gravatar is number one. And then in no particular order, I would say Centipede and Caverns of Mars. I think those are those are my top. Yeah, Caverns, that, that was a really nice reimagining of, of Cavern. Uh, yeah. 
you know, and, and the difficulty really level, for, at least for me on Cavern, is is really good. So it's got a lot of re good replay value, and it's very fast paced, and it's it's done very well. I, I like it a lot. Cav Caverns was. Um... I just remember that the one thing I remember with Caverns was being on a call actually with the guys, Sneaky Box, we'll bring on in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was watching them do, I was watching them play it. And I was actually just listening to them. They had like a little bit of a round table internal feedback thing. And I right. said, I'm going to go. And I was listening and I'm watching and I'm like, I don't really need to be watching this. I just need to be listening. I'm like, I'm just going to play it. Cause I'm watching this guy play. I'm like, I just want to play the game. Let me just play yeah. the game. And this is after I've already played hours and hours and hours and hours. Of the game. Right. So right. It's really awesome. That arcade mode in caverns is, uh, is really something special. So cool. Uh, cool. Well, that's, that's a little warm up. Um, and also before, and the other thing I want to ask is, uh, you know, I didn't really get to do this. I've done this uh, podcast a few times. This is your first time on for yeah. you're, you're pretty well known to the Atari, the uh, Atari community. I'll say, more so, um, but uh, for anybody who doesn't know, tell tell us a little about yourself and what do you what do you do? What do I do? I am uh, well. I'm David Page. Uh, I like long walks on the beach, uh, mm -hmm. and I work with the uh, with the Atari VCS. Uh, I'm originally a backer and a fan, uh, maybe maybe an Uber fan of the uh, Atari VCS, and just through some circumstances, I got. You know, I was part of the community. I am part of the community and a very vocal part of the community. And uh, and eventually, little things happened that I got connected, uh, and I started to work for Atari. And I now have been working with Atari uh, since mid September, so coming up to a year now. And so now I am. I am the. I like to call myself the VCS consigliere. Um, and, uh, I, I've been, most of the things I've been focusing on is, you know, a, you know, the further development of the VCS, uh, you know, I do game testings that are coming onto the VCS. So I'm a total pain in your butt uh, for a lot, a lot of things. Uh, and, um, and I, I kind of do a little bit what you do. Uh, I work with developers. I bring in third-party developers. Like today, we're releasing uh, a game, Puzzle Door, from Stuart Pixels Games. That's coming out today. And I work with developers on getting onto the VCS. Now, my dynamic is different. So I'm, I'm interested. This is the first time I'm talking to Sneaky Box. But, you know, I work with developers putting their games onto the VCS platform. But I, you know, I may give a suggestion or, you know, mostly it's bugs. But I don't, you know, they don't work for me. You know, I work for them. You have, you know, I'm now going to talk to Sneaky Box who is working for us to make our games, you know, so it's, we have kind of a similar job, a much, much different dynamic. And I'm, I'm interested to talk to them, but you know, yeah. it's just, I kind of do what you do with, with less control. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I don't have any control. That's the, what the you talk control. every day, right. Or close to every day. What's what kind of, what do you, you know, how do you, we, we, we've actually talked once a week. What's and then, but the, there is a constant conversation. Like we'll talk through Slack on a near daily basis if right. there's anything I need, but sometimes you just got to let them cook. And then, you know, I, I never, I never look to micromanage. That's not my goal. My goal is to make sure they can create the game they want just as much as we yeah. get. I mean, our goal ultimately is to get a good product at the end. Right. And, and, know, and allow that creative process on their end. Yeah. When it comes to recharge games, and we could get into this more when they're on, but when it comes yeah. to recharge games, there's an interesting balancing act between, you know, keeping the spirit of the original and yeah. going too far off the rails. Right. You know, so that's, that, that's where we end up with some interesting, uh, with some interesting dynamics, but it, it's, it's only in the rare case where I'm like, okay, pull this back a little bit, pull this back a little bit because we're getting too far off. Yeah. Um, no, I'm interested in, in hearing that process. Cause you know, especially talking about quantum cause quantum, uh, quantum recharged is like, it plays like quantum, but it's so much, it's, God, it's in it, it hits a lot of great notes on elevating. Save that. Save yeah, that for later. Real real yeah. quick. Yeah. I want to get through some uh some little updates around the oh. around the Atari world. Um, what's happened in the last two weeks mm -hmm. since uh since we last dropped one of these. One, Mr. Run and Jump is out. So oh. go get it. Yeah. If you haven't gotten it yet, what 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 why? Why? Why why, why, why haven't you why haven't you been playing run and jump? Oh right, you're saying that for people who haven't played. Yeah. Um, by the way, can you can you still hear me? Am I still coming through all right? Yeah, I just had a weird connection drop. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's a good question. If you haven't been playing it, play it. And if you're afraid, play it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's on everything. It's on everything. Also, speaking of things that are are on everything, 
here's thing here's something that's only on one thing specifically the 2600 mm. pre-orders are open for mr run and jump on the atari 2600 this yeah. is the original version of the game that started it all so that is uh that um so you can play that on a 2600 when it's available when it's shipped but right now you can pre-order it we're really blown away by the uh, by the interest and uh performance of it so far so keep it up and uh, maybe that'll be a sign for things to come. But right now, you can go to Atari.com and pre-order the 2600 version of Mr. Run and Jump. It's real. Um, next, this one's fun. This one's fun. This is technically Atari-related because uh, earlier this year, we uh, actually uh, Night Dive Studios became part of Atari, and Rise of the Triad has released, and you can download that. That is oh. available now on Steam. So check that out. Nice. If you wow. want some, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some first person shooter later. So uh, I, I sometimes get into a bit of a boomer shooter bag. I mean, this is like pre boomer shooter, so it's it's good stuff. But yeah, check that out. And uh, lastly, if you're listening to this uh, when this drops on Friday or Saturday, there'll still be one day left. But we will be at Play NYC on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So cool. if you if you're in the tri-state area or want to take an emergency flight to see, to check out our wares, you could play games like quantum, which I'll be showing a little bit later and, uh, or just say hello to people like me and other people on the Atari team. We'll be showing off a few games at play NYC. So check that out. But look, the meat of the show is not hearing our nonsense. It's bringing, it's to hear the developers nonsense. Uh, So it's true. So I'm now going to play a trailer for quantum and on the other side, we'll be joined by a couple of folks from the Sneaky Box team. So we'll be right back. Oh, good stuff. I, hello, hello. Here we go. Hey, we guys. are joined by Danielius and Augustus from the Sneaky Box team. And look, I, I mean, let's be real. I don't really want to talk about you guys right now. I want to talk about <laughs> Megan's soundtrack on Quantum because holy hell, that is, that is amazing. It really is. It really is. Um, she That's she really delivered a bum beyond. But anyway, as much as I would rather talk about Megan, uh, I have you guys here. So let's talk let's talk about quantum but better yet before we talk about quantum let's talk about you guys who the hell are you why don't we start with uh because i see you in the top left corner Danielius, tell us a little about yourself introduce yourself yeah so so unfortunately i'm not megan uh i'm Danielius. i'm a producer on sneaky box side uh mainly now working on porting and bringing the games to all the possible platforms for 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 all the players that uh Want to do that? Want to try it out uh, with different controllers, different platforms, and in different kind of situations? That's right. The easy job, right? Yeah, yeah the, the the fun one. He's got the easy side of it. Let's be real. If uh, just like I have the easy side of it on the production side of things. Um, yeah, and uh, so if you play the game on anything that's not PC, you can thank Danielius for that. Uh, and Augustus. Go on, introduce yourself. Uh, tell, us, tell, tell us, tell us what you do at uh, at Sneaky Box, and we'll uh, then we'll get into some more of the nitty gritty. Uh, yeah, so I'm Augustus. I uh, work as a designer at Sneaky Box. Uh, focused recently on the design for Quantum Recharge that we'll hopefully get into. And similarly to you guys, I'm kind of the pain in the ass to Danielus. Oh really? It's, I thought it was <laughs> just me. <laughs> I thought it was just me and uh, me and Paige over there. That that seemed more. Uh... We have a bracket going like. Uh, oh okay. And then going up. Oh, well, I gotta get my I gotta get my act together. I didn't know I was competing here. <laughs> you must have kept me out of that room where that tier where that ranking was put <laughs> because I never I never I never saw that ranking in uh, when I was over there. Um, but I guess the last time I was there was before we even started Quantum. So anyway. Um, and for many people who haven't watched before, where 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 are you in Sneaky Bots? Where in the world are you? Konas, Lithuania. Nice. 
pretty sunny nowadays, actually. Yeah, that's that's confidently uh, say that. Not usually the case, but today is pretty nice. Although I'm in a room with no windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a beautiful town. If you have if you haven't made the trip to Lithuania, specifically Kaunas, feel free. I don't know if I'd make it the primary destination of a trip. You know, maybe hit Vilnius as well. But Kaunas, worthy visit. Yeah. Um, so. You know, first of all, I, I like getting into this and understanding, you know, what led you, what, what led a developer to where they are now? How did they get here? And uh, since I started with Danielius telling us who he is, Augustus, I'm going to start with you to tell us where, where have you come from? How did you end up where you are now? Uh, whoa, that's a, how far back do you want me to go? Uh, let, let's go back as far as impacts your professional life. Unless, unless that entails childhood trauma, we don't need to get into that part. <laughs> okay, so long story short, I played Diablo 1 as a kid. Oh, here we go. <laughs> really liked the like uh, randomized loot drops and started trying to figure out games. And just went on from there. Studied a bit of game-related stuff in media. Uh got pretty hooked on game design and then was fortunate enough to start working with the super talented folks at Sneaky Box. Awesome. Good stuff. Danielle, what about you? Yeah, I, I was uh, studying IT and I always wanted to, to, to start my career in IT, but I was doing lots of uh, different things uh, uh, before coming to Sneaky Box. And then uh, I wanted to go on tech uh, and I was just... Uh, I didn't have a preference to work on, on, on video games. I always wanted to, but it felt for me like really distant and almost impossible, like a dream job that you'll never get, and it just um, uh, and, and you couldn't uh, dream of it, and it wouldn't be a reality. But then a sneaky box uh, opportunity showed up, and I and I started uh, from from Atari games. Uh, my my whole career started and still continuing with uh, recharge titles. Uh, when I Came on sneaky to work on sneaky box. It was, I guess, if I remember correctly, the, the breakout was being developed, okay. uh, and I yeah. started out as QA. Worked on that, uh, and 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 when the opportunity came, I I started working on production, and I'm really enjoying it so far. It's worth it's worth kind of bringing that up because for anybody who is interested in Uber's uh, name, who's interested in in careers like that that is a traditional path to production and other places in the industry like a lot of people do get their start in QA and just by that alone you understand a lot of the process and that kind of stuff you see everything from the end um so it's it's a really good crash course in uh in video games yeah you, you kind of get to see the whole kitchen from inside yeah. working just to warm up uh, and then and then it's a good place to decide what you want to do yeah so general tip if you guys are looking for uh ways to if you're looking to get into the industry you don't know where to start and you're like hey i'm not a game developer it's like guess what neither are they check out the i mean maybe some are i don't know but you could uh you could do qa now i gotta say i've actually qa on a recharge game in particular is going to be very interesting because it is, you know, the pretty tight experiences, and you are doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, what was yeah, what that, was that thing for, for oh. a game? So, are you are you the best breakout recharge player in the world? <laughs> uh, I would probably say I'm I'm, I'm a, a best centipede player in the world. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow, that's yeah. a throwing down throwing down the gauntlet there. Okay, cool, <laughs> got it, fair enough. If anybody wants a challenge, all right, well, that would be me. I would have I would have done it back around release. I think I could have I could have taken up that challenge. A little, a little rusty now, Jason. Definitely a little rusty now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I got my I got my, my t-shirt. My I like that. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Dave, I, I think you had you had a question. Why don't you uh, why don't you throw something at these guys? Uh, and I will see if I can get the stream going at this game and play a little quantum while you guys are talking. Okay. Um, See, now I have a. Well, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about quantum. Can we talk about quantum now? We should talk about quantum. Absolutely, let's talk about quantum. We know enough about these guys. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, uh, first of all, I I just started to uh, do some play testing on the VCS just a, a few days ago, so I, I have initial raw reactions to quantum recharge. And and spoiler alert, 
I actually I love it. Uh, Jason had asked me earlier, what's my top three games? You know, recharge titles, and I said, uh, you know, um, Gravatar. But I said, you know, in all honesty, I think I think Quantum is going to be number two for me. Uh, you know, but I I had to refrain. I had to say, you know, since it hasn't been released, I can't officially put it on there. But I love that. What what was you know, obviously the original game was your, the original arcade Quantum was your inspiration, but what was your reaction when you first played Quantum, um, you know, to, to start this journey? What what, uh, what were some of your initial thoughts and, like, what are we going to do? Uh, it was kind of twofold and interesting process how we even landed on mm -hmm. Quantum as the pick for the next recharged game. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, I had the pleasure of playing... A physical version of Pong. Oh, okay. Uh, with like a magnetic cube that actually moves without a screen. We actually uh, have one in the uh, in the office. That's oh, I the see. first nice. thing you see when you go into the office. I've seen those. I've never played one. Yeah. Uh, so I tried out that thing, enjoyed it a ton, uh, and started looking into arcade games that used a weird control scheme. So I pretty quickly landed on Quantum. Yeah. And the other side of it, how I landed on Quantum is I adore that like side panel art with the fractal outlines and stuff like that. Just really caught my eye. It's a cool that was a cool cabinet, yeah. Yeah. So those two elements, I guess, came together and it was kind of a no-brainer that I wanna try to modernize it in some way. Yeah. Uh, when I played the actual uh, old-school game, mm -hmm. uh, I was surprised how how well it, uh, like, how good flow it had. Yeah. Because uh, it starts off super simple, then introduces quite a few moving parts pretty quickly. It gets um, hard really quick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, things that were kind of uh, side inspirations, I guess, well, Geometry Wars, obviously, uh, specifically, don't for, say. <laughs> specifically for the portals and things, I really love the Super Stardust Portable on the PSP back in the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. It had a mining laser weapon, and if you held all four of the face buttons, it would make a like swirly uh, circle oh. around your guy, and you could kind of move through certain enemies. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we, how we landed on the portals themselves. Yeah. Because um, David, uh, are you a fan of the old one as well? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm resident old person here, so I played the. <laughs> the I played the uh, cabinet. Uh, this one arcade that I grew up near, uh, just outside of New York City, um, just seemed to always have everything and 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 rare things. And you know, Quantum wasn't a huge, you know, wasn't a huge hit like uh, you know, Asteroids or Centipede or anything like that. Um, but I, I had Quantum and I played it, and I was one of the few people who wanted to play it at the time because uh, I think it was 1983. I think it was so. You know, there was there was still a lot. You know, Pac Man was still popular, but you know, a lot of things. But I had Quantum. Mostly to myself, and uh, so no I lines. That's the benefit, right? You find yeah. something you like, no lines. That the, uh, Quantum and Quicks. That was uh, those. Those were my two games that no one else wanted to play. And I, I gravitate towards Q games, I guess. I, now that I'm saying that out loud, hmm. <laughs> not but, to be yeah. confused with Capital Q games. Or I guess that's I guess it starts with Q. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was a I was a fan of the game, and I got to play the original game in in its natural element in an arcade. So when I heard that Quantum Recharge was coming, I was like, ooh, ooh, what? First of all, what a deep cut uh, of the Atari catalog, um, you know. And it was uh, it was I was really excited to to see what you guys had uh, had done with Quantum, and yeah, it's uh, it's great. Um, I, I love the innovations you made with the voids, you know, that you don't have to surround, uh, you know, your enemies that it's, there's a strategy of you can surround them like old school. Now, is there, when you, if you circle around them and, and, and trap them in the void at the initial circle, is there any bonus points? I never really watch, you know, I'm so busy and so fast paced that I don't watch what is happening here and what's happening there. Is there any bonus points for doing the, doing the entrapment versus eating someone into the void? Um, yes and no. There's a timing trick. A timing I trick. guess you could call it a hidden mechanic. 
but huh? essentially if you uh entrap enemies mm -hmm. at a certain short time interval as they're spawning in and right after they spawn in you get a little bit of a point bonus Huh? The time window is short enough that if you see the spawn and start circling them, you probably won't make it. Oh, oh, I, you know, for uh, what are the what are the um, what are the orange guys that that do the little frog hops? And, like these guys, these little jellyfish. Yeah, guys. those get. Oh, first of all, uh, kudos to you for making an enemy that I despise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys, but it's so good. Uh, what, what what are the what are they called? Neutrons, I want to say. Uh, we did. <laughs> uh, we we made yeah. a little bit of a mistake by assigning sciency sounding names to all of the enemies internally. Uh huh. None of us are even remotely scientists, so it's always kind of a. <laughs> well, uh, look. Pictures are easier. If you don't know, if you didn't pick it up, because why? Why would you if you're not a Mars geologist? But also, that was probably one of the better rounds I've ever done. Um, yeah, you had a good run there. If you don't know it, nice. then uh, for Cavers of Mars, all of the all of those uh, levels are based on regions of Mars, mm -hmm. and we're not uh, we're not astrologists or geologists or Mars geologists specifically, so they were not I don't think assigned for any reason other than hey these sound cool. <laughs> yeah, same process. I, I used to be an astrophysicist, so you know, oh. untapped. The humble, humble brag right there. There you go. Look out. <laughs> I did grill you on uh, on on Gravatar recharge, and you know because the reference. Yeah, this is. You said go for it. Go for it. Why not? We're here. Solar systems, and yes. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's star systems because solar system is specifically to our. Oh right, you were that guy. I'm that guy. Oh okay, now I remember. Yeah, I. I actually uh, had to. I kept saying that. I might have told the team, and I think I told other people as well that yeah. uh, that was a thing. So we did start correcting ourselves. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I. We need to hire some some science consultants for the future titles. See, there you go. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm always available to you guys. But yeah, I, right. you know what? the enemies that you've created and the variety of enemies and there's just the challenges on them, you know, like the, uh, which is the neutrons, uh, you know, they, they, they hop, they kind of do these little quantum hops and they, they sw swarm at you. And if you don't get to them quickly, you are just overwhelmed by them. And, you know, there's a lot of great strategies of creating a void. And then I I'll sit in the void because the void lasts for like, I don't know, maybe two seconds, something like that. And you can draw them into the void, and it's like, oh, this is you know, because it's it gets busy. I mean, as you've seen Jason play here, uh, you know, they, there's a lot of stuff going on here, um, but some great power ups. And I love that the power ups are persistent; they don't time out, or at least not that I've seen that they timed out. Uh, they time out. Do they time out? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I've been like leaving. Uh, you know, like, maybe maybe you die before oh, they no, time they, out. They. Uh... <laughs> stay on the field unless you oh sorry i thought you meant when you max pick them out up. a certain oh, no, no. number got yeah. it i thought you meant when uh when you pick them up right 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 okay fair enough yeah no no i i it, and it's great you know because sometimes i'll get a you know i'll get an extra life to to fill yeah, up and you more. don't need it yeah and you don't need it and it's like oh i can uh, wow i can actually leave that there for a little later for a little rainy day when i'm like crashing into a million things and it's like gotta get back there yeah uh, uh yeah with the this is kind of a nice lead into what I wanted to say. Like we tried to make the old game more uh, strategic with uh, like threat assessment, kind mm -hmm. of tax, uh, tasking the player to constantly do a threat assessment. Uh, the one change that kind of led us to down this road was, uh, if you remember in the original game, if one of the particles touched your trail, the trail would shrink and disappear. Yeah, and with the number count and like speed of the game that we set out for ourselves initially, that just wasn't going to happen. So when we took it out, the game felt kind of empty. So we started working on developing the different enemy types and slowly building out that like combat puzzle, essentially of micromanaging the field and picking and choosing who you want to deal with first. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it works really good, and that's and it's probably a challenge because the, again, you you've kept the 
tradition of or not tradition. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, the 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 essence of quantum that it's not a direct combat. You know, there's no lasers coming from your ship. You know, you it's a it's a it's a passive combat game. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. I but. believe that like this is actually the first recharge game where you can't shoot anything because even in breakout you could shoot yeah. things eventually oh, yeah, yeah. You, I, I never thought laser. about it this way but, but actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no there's everything else you, you, there's an active combat element too in quantum like the original you don't have that active uh that active combat what we don't tell you though is once once things are in that portal mm-hmm. they're immediately shot by a by a bunch of things <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but this is, even if it's not direct combat, it's still packed with action. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Danielius, what was the? I mean, one of the staples of the original Quantum game is that that was, that is a trackball game. So, I'm kind of interested to get both of your takes on. But we'll start with Danielius, which is like when you were going through and looking at all the other platforms. What were the? Did you find other? Did you find challenges as far as adapting that the control scheme, even though it's optimized for a controller, of course, but. What kind of uh, kind of challenges come up when actually porting, you know, be it route controls or hardware capabilities, anything like that? Well, I, I guess it kind of started out with a, a PC because the trackball is like essentially a mouse, mm-hmm. uh, and anybody can still pick up a current uh, uh, trackball and, and and play it on a PC or uh, even VCS. Uh, but it's it's uh, quite a technical challenge to make it work well uh, with a mouse, uh, and the main thing is just limiting it uh, in a way that you can't just circle uh, around real quick the whole screen and just uh, choose the game that way. Yeah. So I, I guess that that's that's the biggest challenge. Uh, regarding every other uh, platform, the joystick controls are pretty much the same, and they do work, and it's. Uh, in my opinion, much harder. Uh, are you playing on a joystick right now? I'm playing on a controller. controller? Oh, yeah. on controller. I got my uh, sweet, bright yellow Xbox controller that I play all my PC games with. I am. I, I used to be a mouse keyboard guy, but now it's like I just find everything easier with a controller. I think I just, I don't know why. That's cool. That's cool. I, I have to say, good at this. Yeah. I have to say that I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of those annoying trackball mafia uh players right it's like if i you know for centipede and uh missile command you know i want to have that trackball you know from the original you know and and in terms of precision like in missile command getting to one spot to the other in precision i just find i love the mouse and 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 a trackball I, i hook up a trackball on my vcs to do that and so I was really excited about, okay, trackball. Quantum was a trackball game, the only vector game from Atari that had a trackball. And I was like, okay, the fluid motion and movement that you have with Quantum Recharged, I actually like the, you know, the, the controller uh, better, you know, because it's this, you don't have to be constantly moving, but you get into these rhythms of creating, you know, figure eights and whatever in circles that I actually find that I'm more comfortable with the controller than I am with the, the with the trackball. So, yeah, I guess you don't need that pinpoint precision that much yeah. uh, since you're creating those voids that are attacking in enemies because right. it's more of a flowy kind of style. It's a very flow. So the joystick works really nicely in, in, in creating that flow where, you know, it's more difficult, I find personally, to, you know, with the joystick to get over to this spot to launch my missile. Then they got to go over here. Trackball feels... Um, but yeah, I, I, you weaned me off a trackball on a game. Congratulations. And I remember you scoffed. You sent us a video when you first started playing the VCS game. And you see, we, when we start the game, literally there is a thing that says uh, it, it is a controller breaking a keyboard saying controller recommended, which I think is an awesome little animation. And uh, yeah. and and you're like, whatever. I got my trackball. You had a camera pointed down at your weird Fisher Price looking trackball, and then uh, <laughs> then you're like, whatever. I'll play this trackball. You immediately turn on those controls, and then you're like, and so it's it's cool to hear you say that. And I think Augustus would probably be happy to hear you say that as well, because I mean, I I want to know like what was the what was the approach in adopting um, what was originally trackball controls to. Um, or even mouse controls, I think you go to, you have this one single screen, right, in the original Quantum. So it made that a lot easier. Like if you play it on Atari 50, and it's easy to get that one-to-one mouse movement. But here we are zooming in, we have camera control, things are moving around. So what is what was the approach and 
what were some of the difficulties for adopting the controls so that it still feels like quantum, even if you don't have that for most people when they have that controller, that one-to-one cursor control? Um, <clears throat> the biggest challenge was uh, kind of stemmed from doing it backwards. Uh, I know it sounds kind of weird, but since we knew from the get-go that we're going to be making this game for a lot of different platforms, we couldn't lean on making the, ga- the game fun for mouse uh, and then adapting it back to every other system. So we rather focused on making it fun and tactile and like quick-paced uh, on controller. Uh, and then we ran into troubles readapting it back to mouse because mouse was just way too fast, way too powerful. It left you these uh, like pauses in the action where you could just essentially screen wipe or like at least half wipe or wipe yeah, yeah. a screen yeah. uh, and would just be sitting there waiting for the next enemy batch to spawn in. So it wasn't purely a, a challenge of just adapting the controls, but making the game, balancing the game rather for both uh, controller options. Mm-hmm. And I think we did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, no, I think you did. And I like the the two different options that you have. You know, you have accessibility controls, which is always great to, you know, be able to, you know, for people who are not, you know, have some physical disablements and things like that to give that option. But then a more that direct control where it's more old school of rolling. So, I mean, it's great that you have that, you know, while I personally have preferred now to just use the controller, someone who really is a diehard, you know, uh, they have that option to use that mouse and, and kind of in that arcade way where you gotta, you gotta roll it, uh, and get that guy moving. So it's, it's great to have those options. So I think you guys did a great job on that. One of the biggest back and forth, you know, behind the scenes early on, like the, the, to keep the, uh, the, the controller support and the controls there felt amazing from the rip. Like they were great. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's certain balancing of course, but for the most part, it was, it was great almost immediately. Now, I was the one who I think pushed the most uh, back on the uh, on those mouse controls. And mm-hmm. anytime the solution, I'm like, no, 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 no. And you know why, uh, David? It was because of you people. You people, the trackball mafia. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you know the origin of that, but okay. I. But now that you guys have embraced this and turned it from a pejorative that I created uh-huh. to a badge of honor. Absolutely. I think now I can take credit and say that is actually my that was uh, from- branding that I applied to you guys internally. I don't know who let it out that I called you guys that. I, that I heard it first from Ethan Stearns. Okay, got it. Then he, <laughs> I was the one who originally <laughs> started. Like, oh, you're one of those trackball mafia guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First conversation I ever had with him, he threw that at me. And I was like. Yeah. So. That actually came originally because it was around the same time that the Hawkeye show came out. I'm not a big comic book reader, but I do watch all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. And they had the tracksuit mafia. And it was around the same time that I was getting a lot of shit. And I'd say all of us were getting a lot of shit because of our um, because of the uh, trackball uh, performance in Centipede. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was that, like, I remember oh buying trackball. Track, track uh yeah. Make a box just to test it out and work, and and, and I was kind of hooked for from from the start. I I remember using it like for the whole month, and my PC just doing regular work with that trackball, and uh, uh, didn't stay with me, but uh, it was kind of fun. And, 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 but but in defense, in defense, okay. all right, hey, defend yourself. It's all defense. good. Uh, trackball is a very Atari thing. Uh, it, it's a very Atari controller. Uh, we don't talk about the lo- original Lunar Lander controller and the Lem, uh, and the and the Lem controller, but uh, Trackball is just very, uh, very Atari, and so a lot of hardcore Atari fans, we we love any chance we can get to have, you know, going back to Centipede and and Missile Command and and just that very precision and just very Atari feel, you know, it was it. It's important to some of us because we have nothing. Else I get to it. Do. Totally. We have nothing else better to do, so we we hard on that. So, but it yeah, it works great for you. You know, you guys have done a great job with that. So yeah, I appreciate it, and I and I understand. I think it definitely it is a not to not this is not meant to be uh, to talk any smack. It's just it's just the realities of it, which is I think a lot of us lack the 
lack the trackball nostalgia sure. and that certain connective tissue. And when you look at the modern landscape, how we play games, and this is in my defense of why these things sometimes get overlooked, is because we are creating the games for the for the wide range of sure. modern audiences, because that is the you know, 99% of people that will be playing the game. And most of them will be playing it on, you know, not necessarily this specifically, actually. Yeah, yeah. Probably mostly using a Switch or a, or a PlayStation controller. Um, and that's like, everybody's going to be playing it that way at the very least. So that is that is typically what we think about and what we optimize for. And when I think, and even when I see things with a trackball, it's like even back in the day, I'm like, it never really felt, maybe that's just because didn't, I didn't grow up with it or something like that, but it never really quite felt precise or good and i'm like the reason why they're not mainstream now and why you know you got one of these instead of instead of the ball is because you know there's a certain level of precision that comes that comes with that and as things move forward you are you're leaning more into nostalgia like if you could force everybody to use a trackball that'd be pretty cool but you have to keep the level playing field as well and that's the other thing especially when you're dealing with high scores sure absolutely no and all that makes sense and evolution and all that but i i'm you know what Maybe Atari can lead this path because I think we should. You know, the trackball needs to come back. I know I'm personally pushing for a trackball controller, specific trackball controller. Let's see if anyone outside of myself listens to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be actually kind of cool. Yeah, uh, well, see? It's, 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 it's kind of nice to... Uh, I know that's not a huge percentage of players uh, use that. But if we if we can find the time to, to look into the, that the trackball controls feels good, it's it's cool. I, I, I think that those retro games should have that touch and that ability to experience it. it, it not necessarily the best way to, but just a, a pretty pretty cool and fun way. Well, I, I do want to thank you guys for the support you do for mouse and trackball for for you know for certain games. And you know, again, trackball is not going to be for every game, but there are a couple games that I think once you really, Jason, once you really try, like get get your missile command recharge, get a good trackball. And I think you'll 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 eat the words of precision. Oh, there are there are certainly times. Actually, what I find is uh, like for Missile Command, I play that on a uh, like when I'm playing that on PlayStation, for example. I will play that. You can use the trackpad, and that oh. is the most that is more precise and than it is using uh, using a thumbstick in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for um, I actually think with uh, Aka R, which released earlier yeah. this year. You can also play that with a. Uh, with yeah, uh, with the mouse difference. as well, and that's uh, and, and using that on the trackpad is like is way cooler. And I'll have, we'll have some Akar news uh, in the in the coming weeks. So that's be on the lookout. Now, look, we've talked a lot. Yeah, we've uh, we've talked a lot about quantum. I think if if there's nothing else to say on that, great work on the sneaky well, box side, Augustus. Let me, let me ask one thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Ask one more thing, and then we're going to okay. get into what we're playing. Okay, uh, so just. Is there something that didn't make it into quantum that at first you were like, oh, you know, and this is a general question about any time you're doing a design where you just like, oh, but let's uh, quantum. Was there something that you like had envisioned, but just it wasn't working out and had to hit, had to go on the cutting room, you know, get on the cutting room floor? I love that question. Great question. I think it's kind of fair to say that for most games, you probably have like three games worth of ideas that are left on the <laughs> Cutting room floor, as you put it. Nothing too specific jumps out at me. Like, we had ideas for a few game modes uh, uh, that kind of go even further away from the original, uh, like, gameplay hook of the arcade game. Mm -hmm. So we tested those out. We uh, tried to, like, pull them in to make it quote-unquote quantum, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, but some of them just weren't working. It felt like a completely different game. Okay. Uh, so we decided to opt out from those options. Um, one thing... This, this kind of relates back to the control stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Briefly, uh, we did try uh, using... Uh, the DualShock 4 DualSense uh, touchpads. Okay. They're just too small. Like, instinctively, when you play the game, you want to make bigger shapes, what? like, a- as they appear on screen. And everybody who played it that way just said, like, you, you drag your finger off the thing and your guy stops. So it just wasn't 
intuitive enough, I guess, for the type of game we made to make that control option viable. But we tried out a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, I personally like playing Quantum with a fight stick. It's kind of hard to set up, but having those big buttons just uh, really emphasizes dashing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing too specific. Like most of the stuff we set out to do uh, with guidance and help and uh, a bit of bickering here and there, we did make it. <laughs> all right. Also cool. I mean, look, I... I... I'm sure we all have something. I mean, I, I got like little things that uh, that I know you want to get in. You're always, you're always thinking about it. You always want things to get in. I mean, the most the most basic. I remember at the end, I was like, wait, I thought I can't do that. It's like, no, we're too late. Can't do it. Which is like um, for co-op, like when you circle two things and you make like kind of a Venn diagram. Uh -huh. Not being able. That's this is like a small thing. It doesn't impact gameplay at all, but it's just like a little visual thing. You know, wanting to see like a a third color for overlapping circles. That that didn't make the cut. That, that's a little thing, but that was that was in the plan originally. But it just became too complicated at the end. Voids making a super void with 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 a. That was actually originally that was in the original design yeah. as well. Yeah, that yeah. Did it, uh, we we tried making it PvP essentially, yeah. or with the Venn diagram stuff, and it just took away too much of the like essence of the game. It wasn't planning anymore. It was like, uh reactions based and kind of not as fun as we'd like it to be. Mm. Yeah. Danielle, so you got anything? Cause I know uh, you, you've obviously been on the loop as well. Maybe you saw the, maybe you saw the Jira board and you're like, Oh man, that would have been cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe it's something specifically platform side. I don't know. What do you got? Anything? Or I don't think I have think it's perfect. Specific, like, uh, usually like those, those uh, games, uh, uh, those old school games are pretty simplistic from the start. So it's really easy to stray away too far. So I, I think it's a good thing that it still keeps the essence of it, and then there's not too many distractions or or changes to the core gameplay that that uh, distracts from that main feel of, of of the original game. Nice, good stuff. All right. Well, with that, I'm gonna play this little clip that uh, Ethan made for this segment because it's so ridiculous. But uh, here we go. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Love that. What are you playing? <laughs> and uh, fun because... fact, that's my favorite NPC in any video game. Uh, is it? Wow. That's your favorite, huh? Sounds like yep. someone's never played Ghost Trick the Phantom Detective and has not been introduced to Missile the Dog. Play that game and then you will change your tune. I've never played that game. So well, add it to the list. It's now available on everything. Anyway, I got a I got a randomized list of order here to go through what what we're playing. Just let's just pick one game a piece here, and uh, and we'll start with uh, you, Paige. What do you got? Uh, to be honest, I'm playing a lot of Quantum Recharge. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a shill, but I'm playing a lot of Quantum Recharge. Uh, before that, sounds like a shill. I, I'm chilling here. Um, no, I, I really am playing a lot. I've been doing a lot of Mr. Run and Jump, and I'm still, I'm a slow plotter, so I also been doing a lot of uh, still Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom. But, uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, have Have your thoughts evolved on? Uh, on, I actually would like to lean in on Mr. Run and Jump, even though it's a bit, uh, it is a bit chilly, right? But I do want to know how, how, how are you having a time with that? Are you, do you, how do you consider, where do you place your platforming skills? Horribly. Uh, horribly. Okay, great. Uh, so how, so how, are you, how are you handling that game? I'm a horrible, horrible platformer. Uh, my son watches me. He's 11 and he laughs at me. Um, but I'm having a grand old time, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a masochist. So the fact that I'm struggling, but I've been playing it enough that I'm now just, I'm starting to go through it, but uh, I'm still early in the game just because I'm doing a lot of time I'm playing quantum and, and doing testings and doing stuff for that on, it's always the hard part is like, I get to play a lot of games because of QAing uh, and, and testing games. And that once the game gets launched to everyone else, everyone eclipses me because I have to move on to the next game. So it's, I'm in this, I mean, I, you know, it's like, Ooh, I get to play too many games, uh, but I have to move on to a bunch of other games. So it's always hard for me to maintain and to progress really far. But, uh, 
Mr. Runjum, I'm really enjoying, and I'm going to plod along, and I'm going to enjoy myself like I have been. And uh, it's tough. It's tough, especially for someone me. Uh, I'm not a precision platformer, but I'm really enjoying it. Great. Happy to hear. All right, Danielius, what are you playing? Uh, I'm playing quite a few titles because I can't play, uh, but I cannot say uh, about them. Uh, they're <laughs> under NDA still on the Sneaky Box side, but we have some really exciting projects brewing. Uh, and and it's uh, it takes uh, quite a bit of time uh, of of the available time to play games. Um, at, at home, I'm probably uh, I, I'm I have to finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not that I really want to, but I'm really excited for Mirage, and I just want to uh, put that into the checklist of finished Assassin's Creed games. Oh man, so that I I love Valhalla. I've played every Assassin's Creed game. Every let me just put it this way, every mainline Assassin's Creed game. I haven't I haven't played the um, those offshoot the 2d ones oh, I yeah, love, yeah, but yeah, valhalla yeah. blew me away with how much i liked it it grabbed me in a way that odyssey didn't took a while to grab me and origins never i kind of like had to push myself through it but man valhalla and then when i was like i was like man this game actually for something so huge nailed pacing and then i'm reading all the reviews and i'm like this pacing's terrible <laughs> i was like oh my god what well, well, switched a few things from the from the last game uh, I, I, it kind of really, it was really ripped me from the start, but then kind of died yeah. down. But I'm, I'm pretty happy to get back to it. Uh, it's been a, it's been a while. We'll have to, uh, uh, we'll, have to away. we'll talk about that a bit offline. I got, I got some questions for some choices you made. I've been judged uh, by, uh, by someone internally here for my choices. Actually, some people have judged me for my choices that I've made, with some, uh, with some of the romance options in that game. But you know what? What are you gonna do? Viking life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm next. I've been uh, so I've been playing. I finally got to to uh, Warhammer 40k, right? 40k. That's what it is. Yeah. Bolt gun. Yeah. And uh, look, I I don't care about Warhammer. Never did. Probably never will. But I did enjoy um, Space Marine when that came out back in the day. Okay. And a weird fun fact about that is I actually played through that game on on live because I had like a voucher for a game and they were like, here you go. You can play this game. I'm like, okay, cool. And I played it and I was like, this game is awesome. <laughs> and I don't know anything that's happening. All I know is there's like ridiculous dudes in huge armor. You're like killing hordes of orcs and they're, it's like weird melodrama story. I'm like, I am into this nonsense. <laughs> and then I never cared about Warhammer. And now there's another space Marine game coming out. I'm like, cool. But then all of a sudden, here's this badass looking. There's this badass looking uh, boomer shooter. Now I'm in a bit of a boomer shooter kick. I'm like, it turns out I love boomer shooters because I played Proteus. That awakened something, and then I played through Ion Fury, and now I'm looking forward to. Uh, wait, Ion Fury is that the next one or whatever? Whatever the hell it was called. And then the next one's coming out. I'm really excited about that. And this thing shows up, and I started playing this on my Switch, and it is awesome yeah. so if you like simple straightforward uh boomer shooter no frills um old school style uh -huh. i mean one of the things that these games really does better than a lot of others is just <coughs> intricate level design that stuff really uh comes across as well like levels that kind of like loop back on themselves and interesting puzzle design so highly recommend it if you want awesome shooting uh you don't need to care about warhammer just like i don't if you just want a really amazing uh boomer shooter check it out warhammer 40k bolt gun nice finally augustus what do you plan um i've been on a weird kick uh of uh roguelites okay basically i've heard of those uh i watched a stream <laughs> Or was it a video where a guy was switching the roguelike he's playing every time he dies in the current game? Okay. So it's like starts a run of Hades, dies, jumps into Rogue Legacy, dies, jumps into Spelunky, dies. Oh my uh, god! I really enjoyed that uh, video, so I made a short list of the ones that I like personally and have been trying to do that for myself because it's a very interesting experience of the sessions are short enough where you can yeah. get a lot of experience in like a free hour or even half hour if you have it. Um, 
Yeah, wow. I know it sounds weird, but I do recommend trying it. It's pretty oh. fun. The uh, the roguelike gauntlet, huh? Kinda, yeah. yeah. It's easier. It's easier to do that on PC and Xbox Series S and X because mm-hmm. PC, obviously, you could have multiple windows open. Series, you could have quick resume. But I couldn't imagine doing that on a Switch or PlayStation. That would be a nightmare. Or even the VCS because it'd be like just loading up the game every life. Right. It'd be terrible. But it's not that problem. Kind, kind that, of. That it gives you a problem a, if you're good enough. If, if you're uh, run last uh, quite a while. Uh, it gives you a little bit of pause playing with mod on PC, not having everything running at the same time. Because uh, the way I did it, I play Hades on Switch. Uh, and I just played it. In oh, that's held. true. Yeah. And then and I died and I started uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Then I died in that and kept switching to Wizards of Legend and stuff like that. Um, I, wanna, but, I, want, I want you to throw one more roguelite in the, in the rotation, if I may. And that would be... Try it. Okay, go And on. that would be Immortal Redneck, which is a first-person shooter. Just so you could completely fry your brain. <laughs> okay. So you can go from go. isometric, hack and slash, platformer, first person, first person shooter. <laughs> Just mind you, I do. I don't want to sound like a complete psycho. I, I do this with like the same music. I put on a soundtrack I like, and then I not crazy. rotate That's the fine. games. I, I play a lot of games. This is going to sound blasphemous. I play a lot of games listening to podcasts. So I and for. So for a lot of those roguelike games, I would also probably listen to a podcast as well, which is how I played most of them. And then I'll put back the music. I'll put the music back on for, or the sound back on for various dialogue, story sequences, that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's the reason why QA uh, misses the audio bugs. <laughs> hey, look, man, I'm not, that's not my title. <laughs> I, I listen to everything. Uh, and I don't, I actually don't play any other supplemental, you know, a podcast or, or, or any other music than what the game is playing. I mean, fortunately with Megan's uh, soundtracks on there, why do I need to go anywhere else? Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 I just, I try to focus real hard on the game. It's probably why I don't play games very well. Cause I'm probably over-focusing. Maybe I need to listen to a podcast or something. Overproke. Else. Yeah, you need to chill, man. You need, to, you need to throw back a couple of drinks, have a couple of diet cokes, and then all of a sudden you, uh, then you know, something to take the edge off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining. Yeah. And uh, appreciate it. And, uh, and, and, as, and as someone who's been playing your games before I became an Atari uh, employee. Thank you guys for the the wonderful games that you've put out, and looking forward to what you guys are going to be coming up with next, and uh, and and you know for Atari. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. I've uh, I've already teased out. I'm, I we can't say what's coming next uh, on the Rechart stuff, but I can tell you it's cool. And uh, see, I don't know this stuff. I'm not part of the games department. I'm VCS. I'm kept over there, and you know, so I don't even know. So don't tease me like that. You're killing me. He's lying. He's lying. I've, t- I've told him he knows. And he, uh, so he's just being This is the one time. Normally, what I've said is true. You gave me. The- Everything else he said is true. I was, uh, yeah. Time. Yeah. So I do know. I don't, so. I don't mind. I don't mind telling. It's cool. So, uh, yeah. But look, guys, thanks. Thanks for joining. Is there anything you want to, do you want people to find you on the socials or anything like that? Um, Danielle, I see you're on my top corner now. So, but is there, do you have a, are you on Twitter or X or, Threads, um, no, no? Uh, not really. Uh, if, right. if you have any ideas, you can find me on LinkedIn. There you go. Or you uh, can, uh, or, or if you're in Conus, look for the guy who looks like that. Uh, Augustus, what about you? I'm not really big on socials, but if you're interested in the work we do or just want to get in touch, sneaky box everywhere, basically. There you go. It's a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, or, and you can we see some, some of our project other projects. <laughs> If you follow us, so yeah, fun. You can, you can see some of those secret things that uh, Danielius was talking about. And uh, Paige, aka Davpa, that's me. Uh, yeah, um, you can email me directly at david.page at atari.com. Uh, oh, wow, I'm, that's bold. What's that? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, you can drop me a line. Uh, I'm on uh, the Atari Discord, whether it's the VCS Discord or the uh, the game Atari Games Discord. I am Davpa. 
uh, D-A-V-P-A, and you happy to always talk to you. And I'm Atari H Worms and other parts too. I'm always Dafpa. That's my gamer name. I got in 1980 from because of uh, Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back, which is another story. Good stuff. We'll get that. We'll get that story next time. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Jays of Doom. And you can. uh, I'm also on Discord as well. Um, Good call about the Discord. If you haven't joined it, join the uh, Atari Games Discord. Join the. uh, That would be. Great, or the BCS Discord, whatever whatever you'd like. But get involved, join the community, play our games, and, and have fun. Um, Quantum Recharge will be out soon. Release date, well, let's be real. If you dig hard enough, you can find it. But we are officially going to announce that very soon, and uh, you will be playing it. I could say this before the month is over. Hint, hint. And we, uh, but, but the game is uh, up for wishlisting and pre-ordering on some platforms, such as Switch. And uh, so please go to uh, Steam and give that a wish list, even if you don't intend to buy it. It would just be nice that supports us on the platform. And and yell at me for the VCS not having a wish list. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> little, slowly but surely. Slowly well, but sure. well, guys, Danielis Augustus, thanks again for joining. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and making it this far. If you are listening to us on podcast services, please give us a rating on iTunes, that also helps the algorithms. So say nice things or say mean things. Be honest, but Yay. you know, still still put five stars on that and then be honest. You know, that'll help. <laughs> and then once the average starts tilting that way and we have enough where your bad review will actually uh, will be outweighed by the positive reviews, then you can start putting lower reviews. But until then, five stars, say things, speak your mind, and uh, and keep asking questions because that helps. We didn't have any for this podcast, but I hope we get them for the next one, yeah. uh, which we will actually be talking about Days of Doom with Sneaky Ooh. Box again, but uh, a bit of a different cast. So mm-hmm. until then, thanks for listening. Bye, Thank everybody. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Bye now. See you. Thanks for having us.